At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So we need to open up the show today with the famous, uh, let's go Brandon Cowbell, LGB baby. We are now formally in a recession by every standard sane person definition of the term recession. Only Joe Biden could screw up coming out of a pandemic with a lockdown economy being handed a, a, an economy growing, growing at a healthy clip and completely screw that up. Only Biden can do this. We should have listened to Barack Obama. Barack Obama? Why would we be listening to Barack Obama? He warned us all. Look it up. Do not, do not underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. Lot to cover today. I got PolitiFact and the fact checkers blowing it amazingly again on the Bobolinsky big guys. Huge scoop on the big guy story from the New York Post. Loaded show. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. survival rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. Comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Let's go. Here we go, Dano. Here we go. If I look a little puzzled, it's because we had to cut out about 30 seconds. We had a technical. I said, all right, Joe, let's go. And the bell didn't ring. I'm like, where's Joe? <laughs> we cut that out so you didn't have to hear it. And I probably shouldn't have told you why I cut it out. But, you know, listen, you're part of the show. I like to crack that fourth wall. Even the snafus are, uh, are part of the show. So I will get to the recession thing. Obviously, the biggest story of the day, I promise, kind of teased it a bit in the beginning of the show. Economy shrank for the second quarter in a row by 0.9%. Just a devastating, uh, devastating set of circumstances. I don't wish recession on anyone. I'm not a leftist. Um, it's horrible. The economy is now shrinking. But uh, we have to be candid with each other. This guy in the White House is just a complete disgrace to humankind. Get to that in a minute again. Folks, PolitiFact. PolitiFact. You know the joke scam site? The scam site full of losers and zeros. The scam site that is so intimidated by me. They wrote a hit piece about how I exposed all of their BS, their lies. PolitiFact amazingly blows it again. For a fact checker. Their record of screwing thing up, screwing things up is second to none. This site is such a colossal embarrassment to humankind that I'm at the point now that the, the, the flipperoo theory of PolitiFact is, is, is now confirmed. The flipperoo theory is this. 
if fact checker, air quotes, PolitiFact, says something's true, it's probably false. If they say it's false, it's probably true. It is the exact opposite of what they say. My theory on, I call it the flipperoo theory, is turning out to be correct. I'll get to them in a second what I mean by that. Why? A huge, huge break in the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden international grifting scandal yesterday by the New York Post. You remember Tony Bobolinsky, the Biden family business partner on a number of their deals with China? Yeah. He spoke out before the election. You remember him? He gave an interview to Tucker. He also gave a press conference. The guy's more than credible. Served the country honorably. No one questions. He was their business partner. It was devastating. The media did everything to crush Tony Bobolinsky, who said, listen, we've got this deal going with the Biden family or had it with China. And money was being kicked back, up, kicked back up to Joe Biden, who is the big guy. He was referred to as the big guy in this email, 10% for the big guy. But here's what Bob Alinsky said. I want to make sure you hear his exact words and how the politifarce idiots and all the media scammers and losers did everything they can to interfere in the 2020 election and make it go away. Listen to this. On May 13th, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden, and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face-to-face. In fact, I was advised by Gillian Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. Here he mentions at the end this guy Gillier, James Gillier, who is an uh, interesting character. I'll get to him in a second. But how Gillier and others, he was told in the deal not to mention the fact that the Bidens were involved only in person and talking, not on email. Well, they made a mistake. Gillier's alleged to have sent an email saying, here's how we're going to allocate the capital from this corrupt deal with China. Hold 10% for the big guy. Now, this broke before the election. I want to be crystal clear. Bobolinsky gave that uh, gave that little appearance that talk before the election. The media, because they are corrupt, pravda, activist, hack, goon, losers, did everything they can to get this corrupt disgrace, corrupt disgrace of a human being, Joe Biden, in the White House. And now he brought a recession on us because he's an incompetent buffoon. And you did this, media idiots. Here are the goon losers, again, at PolitiFact. Uh, listen, I don't care that the opening's harsh. I'm so sick of these disgraceful idiots. After that, PolitiFact, oh, look who it is. I'll get to them in a minute. Joe, Bill McCarthy and Daniel Funky are back. Funky, funky, funky McCarthy, Bill Daniel, they're back. They're back. PolitiFact, Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden in China, an explainer. As Justin pointed out this morning, not for, we need an explainer now. We need them to explain to us what? That the business partner said they're holding 10% in a corrupt business deal with China for Joe Biden? We need an explainer? Listen to the language with these two morons. Tony Bobolinsky claimed that emails, text messages, and audio recordings he released show the Democratic presidential nominee Biden was entangled in a 2017 venture involving a Chinese firm. No credible news outlets have reported any wrongdoing or role held by Joe Biden. And Biden's campaign has denied that their candidate got involved in or stood to gain from the venture of overseas business arrangements. These guys, these, you have to understand these two idiots. Here they are right here. You're watching on Rumble. Here's Bill McCarthy and Daniel Funky, two morons. 
I mean, tier one gold medal winning morons in the stupid person Olympics. McCarthy is a noted liar. I offered him $100,000 in cash. Look at me, cash. I am not kidding. You have my, my word to my grave. 100000 in cash. With a fact check he did on me where he said I stated something. I never stated. I've, asked, I've offered him 100000 in cash to provide me the audio video of me stating that. He still can't take it. Daniel Funky, remember him? This was the idiot who tried to run interference for Joe Biden when he started looking at his watch at that casket ceremony right, and then right, was right. forced embarrassing. Remember him? He had to correct it and issue a correction later. These two idiots did their best because they're losers with no human dignity at all to interfere in the 2020 election and claim that there was no evidence that the emails and the stuff, that they, this wasn't serious. Disgusting human beings. How do these kids, I mean, really, if you're the parents who spawn these losers, how do you live knowing that your kids do this for a living? That they're official activist arms for a corrupt state. Here's the breaking news from yesterday. Stunning revelations. McCarthy, please resign, you two losers. Couldn't be more annoyed at these two idiots and politifars. I told you, whatever they say is false, flip it on its head and it means it's true. Miranda Devine, yesterday, New York Post. This will be in the newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read this piece. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden the big guy in a panic message after Post's laptop story. So the Post broke that story. Bob Alinsky speaks out. What happens? Of course, the media is like, well, we don't know he's the big guy, even though the business partner, Bob Alinsky, said they're the big guy. Well, they got a hold of an email, which seems to indicate clearly now Joe Biden was the big guy. They note that guy, Gillier, I mentioned before. They note that he's a former special forces officer with ties to UK intelligence services, right? They got a message from him to another person that New York posted. A whistleblower gave it to GOP congressional investigators. In the message, Gillier reassured the person that the revelations about Biden's apparent involvement in his son's foreign deals would not be damaging regardless of the outcome of the 2020 election. Gillier was asked if Hunter and her Joe's campaign were to make it, oh, would we, uh, we were never involved and try to basically make us collateral damage. So Gillier was asked, listen, are we going to get roped into this? Here, Gillier says, if they lose, honestly, talking about Biden losing the campaign, I don't think that the big guy really cares about that because he'll be too busy focusing on all the other S word there, he's doing. Referred to as the big guy yet again. Folks, you know, we're, we're living right now in really what, what's become a third world republic. I, I'm sorry to tell you that. Is it fixable? It is. Am I optimistic we'll fix it? I am. But if you believe for a second we are living in a sane constitutional republic with a functioning media, then you are out of your freaking mind. Seek mental health uh, services immediately. We are living in a government right now fully corrupted, a corrupted FBI, a corrupted DOJ, a corrupt White House. We have no idea how much blackmail material China has on Biden. We know he's the big guy. We knew he was corrupted. And these media idiots, the Bill D. McCarthy's and Daniel Funkies of the world, two disgraces to humanity, are sitting there running cover for what is the, the, the unquestionable destruction of the United States at this point. Here's Miranda Devine on Tucker last night. 
explaining this bombshell story. Again, check it out at the newsletter. It's a must read. Spread it around everywhere. Check this out. He said, look, um, I I really don't think that they will do that, um, meaning the Bidens, because um, he he looked at two scenarios. One, if Joe Biden lost the election, in which he he said that he thinks that they would just leave, quote, sleeping dogs lie. And if uh, Joe Biden won the election, James Gilliar's theory was that um, they wouldn't have to worry about any investigations into, uh, you know, into the influence peddling operation because Joe Biden would be so busy doing other things. Um, I think you have the direct quote there um, from it. But uh, it's it's just another example where James Gilliard describes Joe Biden as the big guy. And that corroborates what Tony Bobolinsky has always said, which is that when uh, on the laptop there is a reference to the big guy, that means Joe Biden. And of course, James Gilliard was also the author of that email in 2017 in which the big guy was due to get 10% of a very lucrative uh, deal with the Chinese communist government. We have a president in the White House right now who unquestionably has a blackmail file sitting on a Chinese Communist Party executive's desk right now. Think about that. Think about that. Don't you find it weird that the president, by the way, is always kissing China's ass? Oh, Nancy Pelosi, don't visit Taiwan. It'll anger the Chinese. The president now pushing this disastrous chips bill I'll get to later in the show. That doesn't even prevent the semiconductor chips industry from opening up new factories in where? Yeah, China. I'm just saying, folks. We live in the third world republic right now. The media should be doing their homework on all this. What are they doing? Like Pravda losers. They are running cover for the most corrupt, disgraceful, disgusting president we've had in U.S. history. Sold us out to a nuclear-powered enemy. It's happening right in front of your face. All right, I got to move on because the recession numbers were huge, and I do have a lot to get to today. The fact checkers strike again. Strike again, folks. I told you they would strike again. Uh, I, I, Joe, you again, I, I told you to cross it off your list yesterday, so you don't have to cross it off uh, again. Thank you. But I told you just a few... Just a few days ago that we would enter a recession, a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of a shrinking economy, i.e. negative growth, which is not growth at all. It's shrinking. That is the definition of a recession. It has always been the definition of a recession. It has always been the commonly accepted definition of a recession. I told you that the White House is now, if you can't get out of a recession, you cause just try to redefine the words that they were going to use fact checkers. Here we go. Newsweek, I showed you the AP one yesterday. The again, embarrassing, uh, embarrassing to humankind. Again, these people have families. It's a serious question. Tom Norton, do you guys, how do you, I'm not kidding. Like, I, the reason I bring this up all the time about families and kids is it's not to be unnecessarily like biting and stinging. It's because if I'm about to do something really dumb sometimes, well, it's a lot, but sometimes I swear I'll say to myself, would my daughters be proud or embarrassed if I did this? Do these people have families? Tom Norton for Newsweek knows full well the definition commonly used for recession for decades has been two quarters of a shrinking economy. He writes his fact check yesterday. Did the White House change the definition of a recession? Then goes on in like 75,000 words to try to explain away how we're probably not going to be in a recession. This is Pravda. This is Pravda. This is Soviet Union style Pravda stuff. It's, it's, it's this is Orwellian 
It's not good enough that you believe two plus two equals five. You need to believe it stuff. Folks, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Everybody pop to attention. They're melting down the White House. Now we have the number 0.9% growth, uh, negative growth shrinking after 1.6 in the first quarter. We are now formally in a recession. The White House is melting down. Why are they melting down? Think it through. LGB. Why are they melting down? They're melting down because Biden caused this recession and he has no way to run from it. Ladies and gentlemen, we do numbers. We do data here. We don't do bulge. Statista, where I go often for statistics on the economy. It is not a partisan site. It is simply an aggregated data site. Statista.com. Here are the quarterly growth numbers from the Trump transition to the Biden administration. I included the negative number on the Trump administration so you have a full picture of what happened. Corona hits. We see the ramifications of that in the second economic quarter of 2020. Negative 31% growth under Trump. We shut down the economy. Everything collapses. As the lockdowns start to ebb and open up, the Trump economy starts to grow again. It then grows at 33% the next quarter. Positive. Then 4%, 6.5, or 63 6.7, 2.3, 6.9. Now we're in the Biden era. Boom. Negative 1.6. All it took him was a couple quarters of growth to flush it down the toilet bowl, negative 1.6. And now we have today's number, which will be added, I'm sure, it's just to Tatista today. 0.9%, negative 0.9 shrinking again. We are now in a recession and Biden did it. Ladies and gentlemen, I just gave you the data. It is inarguable. It's not partisan data. Numbers aren't partisan. They're just numbers. Trump handed him an economy recovering from COVID. It was growing. There was no quarter after the lockdowns ended where Trump had an economy that was shrinking. It was growing robustly. And what happened? Joe Biden caused the recession. Spending, tax hikes, all this talk of tax hikes, regulatory reform, his war on the energy industry. He did this. This is his recession. The numbers don't lie. This man is a human wrecking ball. And Biden, that is. And watching media people just, again, burn their dignity on the altar of, 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 of suckling on the teat of the Biden administration is just one of the most pathetic things I have ever seen in my entire life. The Tom Nortons, the AP folks, it's just, it's so sad to watch people I had no respect for having even less respect for people I had no respect for. We're now into negative respect. I'll get to that in a second. I'm going to show you some of these people. How, again, it's thrown their dignity out the window trying to defend the Biden administration on this recession. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall credit card bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. So 
as I said, on a, a very serious note, watching people like Bill McCarthy and Daniel Funky, people who pretend to be nonpartisan fact checkers and journalists, people like Ben White and others just throw their dignity down the toilet bowl. I mean, just embarrassing themselves is one of the saddest, I kid you not, one of the saddest things I've seen in a media environment I already had no respect for. Here's what I mean, Ben White. I'll get to who he is in a second. He's at Morning Money Ben. Defiant L's picked this out. Here he is. He says, the White House is pretty obviously, uh, is, it's pretty obvious right now that even two quarters of shrinking GDP would not show the economy is currently in recession. Getting people to understand that and the nuances of our strange, vexing economic moment is just really hard by me. So there you go. There's Ben White saying, ah, two quarters. Nah, two quarters of negative growth. That's not a recession. Here's Ben White in March of 2020. IHS just downgraded first quarter growth to negative 2.1%. Others are also going negative. The second quarter will be down by double digits. All of this just means we are in a recession right now. It's, it's just me. It's the same guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So who's Ben White? Of course, Ben White works at Bull, uh, Bull Deco, otherwise known as Politico. He is their chief economic correspondent. He's a contributor to CNBC, too. It doesn't matter. These people, I guess, they don't care. You understand how little dignity you have to have to do this to yourself? It is so humiliating. It's not just him. Brian Deese, old BlackRock guy. Brian Deese uh, was, you know, a BlackRock guy who's now uh, advising on the Council of Economic Advisors, advising Joe Biden on economics, is again throwing his reputation down the toilet. Brian Deese, you know, I'll put the photo up first. Brian Deese said this about a recession in 2008. He was asked a question. All right, thanks, guys. What about the recession stuff? And he's on the phone call. He goes, this is Brian announcing himself. He says, what Senator Clinton has said is that, of course, economists have a technical definition of recession which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. This was back in 2008. He's talking, obviously, he's talking about Hillary Clinton. He's very clear that that's the quote here. This is a quote, liberals, that means he said this, that the technical definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. It's, it's not ambiguous. Not my words, not Gee's, not Justin's, not Joe's. His words. Here's Brian Deese yesterday up at the White House saying, no, that's not the technical definition. No dignity at all. Check this out. Two negative quarters of GDP growth is not uh, the technical definition of recession. It's not the definition that economists have traditionally uh, relied on. Again, I, I can you just put the, the thing up again? Just the, the, the uh, 2008. Here it is right there. That's his words right there. The technical definition of recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative. It's just it, it's so pathetic. You know, they were about, here's the crazy thing about this. Now that we are in a recession, everybody knows we're in a recession. The numbers say we're in a recession. They're about to make the same mistake they made with inflation. Remember with inflation when they got out ahead of their skis and thought you were stupid? Remember what they said, Joe? Oh, it's transitory. Yes. It's transitory. It'll go away. Nobody panic. It'll go away. It's only transitory. Meanwhile, sane people like Larry Summers and others on the left were like, on the left, were like, this is not transitory. This is going to be with us for a long time inflation. And the Biden administration just couldn't tell the truth and they got burned on it. They're about to do that same thing again with recession. The exact same thing. They have zero, zero credibility with the American people. Here is the now increasingly hilarious cringe up here, who is easily, again, 
right, fellas, we have a consensus. No one's changed their mind, right? We took a vote the other day. We don't, anyone, any changes to your votes? No. No, no one. We have officially declared her the worst press secretary in modern U.S. history. Everybody voted. It was unanimous. Here she is again, getting called out by Peter Ducey. Hey, Brian Deese said this is the definition of a recession. He's your economic guy. Now he's changing his mind. What, what, you guys, like, what, what planet are you guys from? Check this out. If things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine recession? No, we're not redefining recession. If we all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession? Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition. Brian said in 2008, of course, Economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. They said mm-hmm. two, consec- two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? is not? Guys, listen, ladies, guys out there, I am I, I am not here to give the Democrats advice. They're not going to listen anyway. But I'm a citizen of this country, and I work in its economy. I don't want to see the economy collapse. We can beat these people on ideas. We don't need to pray for suffering for the American people to get rid of this guy. He's pathetic enough on his own. But if anyone, anyone at this White House is listening, this has got to stop. It's got to stop. I I, I really, I'm stunned. I mean it. Even for Joe Biden's level of incompetence, which is significant. I'm not kidding. It's got to stop. You're just embarrassing yourselves at this point. If this was working, if your policy of lying, inflation is going to be transitory. We're not in a recession. I'm just asking a simple question. If this was working, why is your approval rating the lowest for any president at this point of his presidency? I'm just asking a question. Is anybody in the White House saying, listen, we're lying to people and they don't believe us. That's why nobody likes us. Is anybody saying that? Here's what a sane person would do. Again, it doesn't matter. They're not going to take my advice. You would come out tomorrow and say, yeah, we're struggling. It's a recession. Okay, let's not dance around this. Here's what we're going to do to fix it. They're not going to do any of that. Because he is easily the most corrupt, disgraceful human being to ever occupy the White House. The progressives continue to kiss his asses, and this is intentional, and they love the destruction of our economy. He will never change course. Here, by the way, yesterday, it's got to be, <laughs> this has to be the grand poobah of dumb sound bites I've heard in a long time. Here's Brian Deese again making his return, economic advisor to Joe Biden. When he's asked about this dreadful economy, food problems, and all the food shortages and other things that Joe Biden did, he caused this on purpose, Joe Biden, because he's a corrupt, disgraceful human being. Brian Deese says, listen, man. Don't worry, folks. It could be worse. I mean, we could be in like a famine. Here, check this out. I think that our, our economy is uh, more resilient uh, to the to the types of challenges uh, that we faced. Uh, for example, you know, with respect to uh, food, we're a net exporter of, of, of agricultural commodities. And obviously, the, the high prices are hitting Americans very hard, but uh, they're, they're in, in a way that is different from some places that are facing famine, for example. Famine, folks. We're not- <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. We're not in a famine yet. Wait, they don't, they're, it's just like, this is how they gauge your situation. Good situation. Okay. Situation, bad situation. Terrible. This is how they gauge it. Like 
it's only not good if we're in a famine. Like maybe you need to like expand that scale and open your mind a little bit. We're not in a famine yet. That's your estimate of the good. Okay, how do we mark ourselves? We are good. Marked off today on the yellow scale. On the uh, you know how they have that that yellow, green, and red scale for like terror <laughs> alerts. You're like, we're don't worry, folks. Green, good. No famine today. We're green. Green in the White House. They have that little alarm system in the White House for security too. Like there we go. Green. No famines. No famines today. Thank you, Brian Deese. Really, you're doing just terrific. What a wonderful job. <laughs> One more note on this, because I've been beating this up for the last few days, but it's important. Again, it speaks to a number of different things. Not just the horrible state of our economy, which we must fix and can fix if we get this guy out of here, but it speaks to the corrupt nature of our media that continues to cover for this guy. It's a great tweet by a guy from AEI, Michael Strain, if you want to check it out. He says, question. Out of the past 10 times the U.S. economy's experienced two consecutive quarters of negative growth, how many times was the recession officially declared? Answer, take a stab at it, folks, 10. Every single time. Just keep lying to you, man. They just keep lying to you. All right, uh, let me get to my next sponsor. And then I, I listen, a story coming up next is enormously important. Do not get cocky. Around 2022, I'm reading a lot of stories. We're going to win in a landslide. We're going to take the Senate. 5,000 seats we're going to win. Eh, I'm going to give you the other side of that. Because what happens when you tell people that is some of them don't vote. Ah, we'll be okay regardless. Nah, 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 nah. I'm going to give you the other side. We may not be in such great shape in 2022. Back to the show. Don't get cocky. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to give a little. You know, guys. These Star Wars nuts over there, these two, they're like a little day about Star Wars. They love Star Wars. They're arguing the other day about the armor that can deflect lightsabers. Like, that's that's no way that happened. They're arguing like this is real. These two are arguing like a lightsaber is actually real, Joe. That armor would never do. They're like arguing physics. If you look at the F equals MA, a force mass acceleration of the saber and the steel capacity deflecting Kevlar of the armor, there's no way. These guys are like ready to fight over this. So you remember, do you remember Don't Get Cocky? You guys remember that? How do you not know this? This is pathetic. You guys are bad. You're both fired. How do you not remember this? Oh, thank you. Sheesh. I was like, everybody remember Han Solo? Don't get cocky, kid. Remember in the Millennium Fuck? Thank you. Hey, it took him. He didn't, don't, let's not pretend he knew that right away. That delay, that took him about 10 seconds. I'm embarrassed for you guys. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, oh, yeah, he wasn't going to say anything. Sure. I'm totally embarrassed for you. Washington Examiner, don't get cocky, kid, okay? Democrats see one chance to outperform Biden's dismal polling in November. It's a Christian Daytalk article. Be in a newsletter. Send this around to your friends and whoever, people telling you, we're going to win 5,000 seats. I hope we do. The Senate, though, doesn't look good right now. And let me tell you something. If this is accurate, the House may not be looking that great either. Don't get cocky. Quote, they're looking about this poll. It says it would mean Democrats are significantly more competitive with the GOP in 2022 than Biden's numbers suggest. Democrats trail on generic ballots by just one point, folks, heading into late July, where we are now, obviously. For comparison, Biden's current net approval rating of minus 19 points marks the worst differential recorded by any president at this point in his term dating back to Harry Truman. Okay, what is Daytok saying in this piece? He's saying people may have, the Democrats that is, and maybe some independents, 
may have separated, I'm not kidding, Biden's unique awfulness from the Democrat Party. I know that's, is, I, I mean, maybe, have I explained that wrong? Like they may be saying to yourself, this guy is just an abomination. Like he's really just genuinely awful, but it's not a reflection on Democrats. That would be a bad thing because he is a reflection of Democrats. They're the ones pushing him to do the awful stuff. Don't get cocky is what I'm saying. I'm begging you. Please show up. We have a little bit of a problem. We're already a large portion of the way through primary season. Meaning if I'm talking to you right now and you're watching this show, there's a good chance in your state your primaries have already happened. We all know election day is coming up in November of this year. Folks, we still have primaries ahead of us. Florida has theirs. It's coming up in August. There are still primaries ahead. It is your obligation. I don't know any easy way to say this. I don't want to be cute with anyone. It is your obligation and duty to go to where I live in Martin County, Florida. It is your obligation and duty to go to Martin County, Florida, election dates, wherever you live. You live in whatever, Jones County, uh, you know, East Tuna Fish, whatever it may be. Put it in and find out when your primary is. If you missed it, you missed it. If you didn't, you still have a chance to vote. You have got to get out and vote. Why? Because as Ryan Gadurski, who is going to be on my radio show later, explained in his Tucker Carlson hit last night, he has a pack designed to support liberty-loving school board candidates who want to get back to education and not indoctrination. As he points out, a lot of these primary states, even my state of Florida, there's not a big primary on the Republican side. Ron DeSantis is running unopposed, and so is Rubio. So, Joe, a lot of people think, oh, well, I don't need to vote. DeSantis and Ruby. No, 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 no. You need to vote. There are county commissioners. There are congressional primaries. There are school board candidates. You need to vote. Here's Gadurski explaining this problem eloquently last night. That's why I wanted him on my show today. Get out and vote. Check today. Don't wait. Check this out. It's suicidal, is it not, to tell the next generation of Americans that America is terrible? Like, what's the end game here? Well, the end game is to sit there and have more of a critical theory based politics. But look at I mean, perfect example. You, that was Duval County in Indian River County in Florida, a red county, voted for Trump twice, Bush Trump twice, uh, McCain, Romney. I they know have the a county, yeah. Yeah. They have a policy right now in their schools. It's right now where they're going to end disparities on suspensions based on race. Only way you could do that is if you punish some kids more based on their race and some kids less based on their race. And August 23rd is a very important day. It's the day every school board county in Florida is up for a vote. And it's also primary day. But the Senate and the governor on the Republican side don't have competitive primaries. So if you don't vote on that day and the candidate gets over 50 percent of the vote, they don't go to November. August 23rd is an essential day. That's why my PAC, 1776 Project PAC, is investing hundreds of thousands of dollars on dozens of candidates. You can go to our website, 1776projectpack.com, see all of our endorsed candidates. Folks, please, I am begging you, imploring you. I know I ask favors sometimes. You know, I try to keep my ass to a minimum. Asks. And she blew my asks that K in there to a minimum. Please, please. This is the most important ask I can make. Forget about everything else. Please, please vote. Please vote. Not just in November. You may have missed your primary. You may have already voted in. I'm sure a lot of you did. A lot of you are very politically active. Go to your county, whatever it is. Martin County, Florida election dates. If you didn't miss it, you have to vote. These school board candidates, if they don't make it past the primary, will not be on the November ballot. 
You're going to have a bunch of pro-mask racists promoting CRT running. This is in red counties too. I live in a red county. There are, there, there are two excellent people running to take board seats from two terrible candidates. Now, again, in case you think ever, I, I don't use clips of myself often because it's my show. I say it over again here. But in case you're under any illusion that I speak with forked tongue and I'm just asking you to do things I don't. You know, it was a nice Saturday this week. It would have been great to just kind of spend the whole day on the boat not doing it. You know what I spent my morning doing before? I Out of fundraiser for school board candidates. Because I do it too. I promise you I'm not just sitting here like some halfway crook loser, right? Oh boy, you do it. What do you do? Oh, nothing. I'm in my house watching reruns of the Brady Bunch. I'm at it too. He was a portion of a speech I gave at a fundraiser. Forgive, it's not Joe's fault with the audio. It was taken with uh, an iPhone. But you'll hear me. It's me talking about in Martin County, if you haven't voted yet, Martin County, Florida. Martin County, Florida. Vote Jen Russell and Amy Pritchett. If you know someone that votes Martin County, Jen Russell, Amy Pritchett. You, uh, the, 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 you can vote by mail now if you want. They, uh, election day is in, uh, coming up at, uh, I think it's August 23rd. Please, please get your vote in. Please do it. Here's me discussing the importance of school board elections just this past weekend. Check this out. We don't fix our schools. This whole conversation is a waste of time. So true. They have been a train wreck. They have become a festering ground of activism. We used to learn to read and write and do history. Now we're learning how to hate each other. You're white and he's black. and he's. No, we're not. We're all children of God. No one in the conservative movement in my party is going to no, but you are welcome in this county and this party, regardless of where you're from, your sexuality, man, woman, you are protected because you have God-given rights. We do not, we do not teach our kids, God forbid, in these schools that the first thing you notice is someone's skin's color. That's right. Where did, what happened to our country? We are falling apart. We've got Amy and we've got Jennifer. These are candidates committed to fighting this and this mask crap with these dopey face diapers on our kids. They can't even see each other speak anymore. This is what they did in ancient times to torture people. They put masks on their face. Enough of this. It is so important that we go out there and get them elected to the school board. If we can get them in there, that too, we will finally have the ability to bring the schools back to where they need to be, which is teaching actual reading and writing and life skills. So these kids, these poor young kids can go out there and add value. Do you notice when I, when I said to the, the crowd, it was a very good crowd of people. We had a very, very good turnout. Do you notice when I said to them how, you know, we will fight against, you know, racism. And if you're going to push that stuff, you're not welcome here. Notice how everybody applauded. That's kind of strange, right? We've been told by the left that the Republicans are the party of all racists, while the left are teaching actual racism. We're the ones applauding a fight against it. Weird, right? It's almost like they've been lying to us. Amy Pritchett, Martin County, and Jen Russell. They are my two candidates. Please, if you're in Martin County, get your vote in. If you know someone in Martin County, we have got to take back these school boards. Folks, it's going to be a tough fight. People think because Ron DeSantis is running unopposed, there's no primary. They have a competitive primary on the Democrat side between Chris and Nikki Freed. Democrats are going to turn out. Please, 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 please vote. Okay. Uh, quick mention for my show this week at Unfiltered on Fox. I've got a great segment. I, that, that awful video of the cop getting headlocked and beaten up in the New York City subway system. 
I've got our good friend, Henner Gracie, jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts expert coming back and a quick law enforcement demo on how, if you're carrying a gun or you're for law enforcement, how you can defend yourself against that stuff on unfiltered, set your DVR. And we're going to go just nuclear on Joe Biden on the opening, how he is an accomplice to mass murder, unfiltered, 9 p.m. Saturday night at Fox, set your DVR if you can't make it live. Okay. Now for a little bit of uh, bad news here. Yesterday was not a good day up on Capitol Hill regarding legislation. I said I'd mentioned it before, the chips bill and others, but let me get to this first. Um, <clears throat> there are times I really want to be wrong. Why would a radio host who deals with facts and investigative reporting want to be wrong? Because sometimes I make predictions based on a data set, and those predictions are that bad things are going to happen and that people are going to let you down. I don't want those bad things to happen. I don't want those people to let us down, but they do. I've warned you about Joe Manchin repeatedly. Joe Manchin has occasionally, once in a blue moon, done the right thing. But Joe Manchin occasionally doing the right thing reminds me of that Chris Rock segment about being a father. When a guy says, I take care of my kids. He goes, you're supposed to take care of your kids. What do you want, a cookie? You got to watch that segment from Chris. That's the Joe, Joe Manson approach, the Chris Rock thing about the, the dad. Because Joe Manson, once in a blue moon, he's a squirrel, a blind squirrel finding a nut, does not make Joe Manson a friend of ours. I have warned you repeatedly, have I not, Joe, that when the chips are down, Joe Manson will sell you out. Mm -hmm. He's doing it again. So the Build Back Better plan, they've renamed it now, the like inflation fighting plan or some re the inflation reduction app or some ridiculous nonsense thing. It's the same bill. The Hill's reporting, Manchin and Chuck Schumer announce a slimmed down deal on climate, taxes, and health. Folks, this is the Build Back Worse plan under a new name, the Inflation Reduction Act, which is the flipperoo theory. It's actually the, the Inflation Production Act, okay? So what's in this bill? Manchin now wants to vote. I, I told you this guy was going to sell you out. We just had a massive inflation number. We just found out today we're in a recession. And what does Joe Manchin want to do with his buddy, communist Chuck Schumer? Here, according to The Hill. They want to raise $730 billion. And notice how they frame this, Joe. New revenue. New revenue. That has another name. I think I've heard of it sometime. I think they're, oh, it starts with a T. Yeah, it's oh, called taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Yeah. So just to be clear, Manchin, who, oh, he's, he's, not, he's not our friend. He, West Virginia, why do you keep voting for this guy? Why? What is going on? We are in a recession where you have less money to spend on products. You can buy less because prices are going. You have less real money, maybe more nominal money, but less real money. And Manchin's solution is to raise your taxes? I, I'm just... It's right there. It's the Hill. They're a left-leaning ally. I used them on purpose. They're reporting right here. Manchin wants to raise taxes. Gets even worse. Here's another portion of the bill. You know, what do we have an inflation problem? We have an inflation problem because we're spending too much money on, there's too much money chasing too few products. So Manchin wants to take more of your money away in taxes, and then he wants to spend $369 billion in Green New Deal boondoggles and environmental crap? Look, there it is right there. The bill would spend $369 billion on energy security and climate change. Another $64 billion to extend health care subsidies under Obamacare. 
Come get your, come get your guy, lefties. This guy will sell you out in a minute. In a minute. Make no mistake. If you're in West Virginia, you should be calling this guy today and tell him what an embarrassment he's become. I told you this guy's going to sell you out. I've warned you about this guy. Supposed to give him a cookie because once in a while he votes not to destroy the United States. It's pathetic. We can't abandon him. He, what do you can't? He abandons us all the time. Guy's useless. So it wasn't just that. Now that that's just a proposal. It's they're calling it again the Inflation Reduction Act or something, folks. It's the same damn thing. It's build back worse. Yesterday got worse. That dreadful chips bill about semiconductors, which is a massive pork a porky pig fest of taxpayer money given to billion-dollar companies to build chips we may not even need. It's a total scam. It doesn't even prevent them from opening up factories in China. Passed the Senate yesterday, and of course, Biden cheered it. Now, unbelievably, a good number of Senate Republicans voted for this abomination. Now, let me ask you, if you're a Senate Republican, If Joe Biden, the most corrupt, dumbest president in the history of the United States, thinks a bill's a good idea, do you want to be on the side of that bill? Probably not. Here's Joe Biden about the chips bill, which again gives your money to billion-dollar chips companies for chips we may not even need. Biden said, as Americans worried about the state of the economy and the cost of living, the chips bill is one answer. Now, notice what he says it'll do and just flip it around because it'll do the opposite. It will accelerate the manufacturing of semiconductors in America, Eh. lowering prices on everything from cars to dishwashers. Eh. It will also create jobs, good paying jobs right here in the United States. Eh. Folks, we've tried this national industrial policy. Other countries have tried this. The example I always give, I learned in an economics course I took, uh, which was really great, was the example of the computer industry in Brazil. Brazil, like the uh, U.S. senators who voted for this yesterday, thought it would be a good idea to subsidize their computer industry. I said, let's give them taxpayer money. We want a healthy computer industry. Sounds like a good idea, right? Yeah, everybody wants that. So by giving them money, they made other companies that weren't getting the money, that weren't from Brazil, less competitive. So the Brazilian companies didn't have to deal with the competition, produced a bunch of crappy computers that made their way through the entire economy and didn't work. Made their way into the various industries that then suffered because they had substandard computers while other industries didn't. It only happens every single time you insulate an industry from competition by giving them taxpayer money, but they're trying it again. You may say, but Dan, there's a huge chip shortage. Yeah, there was. But as the Wall Street Journal notes in this article, Congress goes all in for chip subsidies. Global semiconductor capacity increased 6.7% in 2020, 8.6% in 2021, and expected to grow another 8.7% this year. The risk of overcapacity is growing as China heaps subsidies on its semiconductor industry as part of a Made in China initiative. You may be subsidizing, you're giving our money to a, a billion dollar business that doesn't need our money, and we may not need the chips either. Unbelievable how people just keep falling in this trap. It's shockingly, folks, again, another update on that. We haven't done a legislative update in a while. It's important. Joe Manchin strikes again. Another story in the Wall Street Journal. They're now pushing another bill to make sure Medicare can ration your, your, uh, your pharmaceuticals. They want Medicare to negotiate 
on drug prices. You may say, oh, that sounds like a great idea. Why would you not want that to happen? Because what the government is saying is you will charge this price or we're going to charge you a tax that'll put you out of business. Well, as Democrat, as Representative Welch gave up the whole game. He talked about, don't underestimate the power of the slippery slope because there's only a few drugs on the list now. They're going to negotiate. In other words, put a gun to their heads and tell them to charge this price or else. He said, that's exactly why pharma fights so hard. They know if we get price negotiation, it's, it's, uh, it's the beginning. It's not the end. You may say, Dan, this sounds like a great idea. We, we, we want the government rationing drugs. You do? Because we've tried price controls. Every time in human history, they've led to the same four things. Increased demand, decreased supply, quality problems, and black markets. You want that in the pharmaceutical industry? Decreased ration supply? Keep fighting for the government to tell the pharmaceutical industry, you'll charge this or else. That may sound great to you in theory. The problem is if their R&D that went into a drug costs them this much and you charge them a below market price, they're never going to make the product because they're losing money. Is this hard to the lefties out there? Is this hard? I don't own a big pharma company. I just understand economics and I'm not going to fall in and say, you want the drugs or not? It's that simple. You need to pay for them or ration them. That's it. Your only two choices. All right, I'm going to have to get this FBI story tomorrow. It's a, it's a good one. And I this free beacon story. I got to get this free beacon story as well. But I wanted to end with this. Can you go to the New York Post story? Uh, just so you know, too, speaking a little bit, it's just a personal story that rang, uh, you know, rang my bell a little. When I was a police officer, I worked in the 7-5 precinct. It was a complete bloodbath back then. It had gotten a little bit better in the time I was there, but it was bad. And it's back in the news again. The New York Post is shooting surge. This blood-drenched precinct is New York City's worst. Where is it? 7-5 in East New York. I just throw that up there not to be a tough guy. I'm not. I don't pretend to be. But we saw a lot of stuff there. And uh, I was just there a couple of years, but it was a real eye-opener, folks. You see a lot of dead bodies, a lot of parents crying, and uh, it really opens up your eyes as to how humanity really is, not how you want it to be. So sadly, 7-5 erupting in crime again. I hope those guys over there are okay. You can clean that place up. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to the podcast if you would. I really appreciate it. It mean a lot to me. I got Ryan Gadurski on my radio show later. Check that out. If you would subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. It's free. We would really appreciate it. It helps keep us on those top charts. Thanks a lot. Oh, questions for tomorrow as well. If you want to uh, submit a question for tomorrow's show, on my truth account, I'm at Bongino, and on locals at Bongino, I'll put a post up, questions for tomorrow's show. Check that out. Thanks for the reminder. See you all later. You just heard Dan Bongino.